The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lou Need. And today I have the pleasure of introducing a very special guest to the show, Justin Skinner. So Justin, through personal and professional experience, has experienced failure. And he has discovered that it's a good thing. Failure is a good thing and it can be used to improve the life and and benefit um, those around you. So there is no fear around failure. It's like, it's okay. It's it's falling forward almost. And so we're going to talk about a lot of that today. And, you know, Justin is also the host of the Professional Failure Podcast. He's the author of the book, Professional Failure. I mean, it's all things failure we're going to talk about, but in a good way, in a way to overcome that, in a way to thrive in that space. So with no further ado, Justin, welcome to the show. Luni, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's an honor. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. Now, I know you've been, what, you had tremendous success in college, right? Um, Played um, baseball, made it to the Hall of Fame um, out of misery, and experienced some failures after that, right? So let's talk about your journey here thus far. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. And it's funny when you talk about failure, because I know failure can have a negative context. But I think looking back over my life, I did have success in baseball and some other things. But to me, the more I look back and the further I look back, they were built upon all these little failures and lessons that I learned from. And then those turned into, you know, me doing it right the next time around. So yes, my journey went from playing in college, had a really successful college career. I thought that was going to turn into a professional career. And when that didn't, that was uh, that hit pretty hard. And it was, uh, in my mind, a pretty big failure. And it was pretty heavy. And one of those moments where you just sit back and you think, okay, well, I thought my life was going this way. Mm-hmm. It's not. Well, am I a failure or do I have the ability to move forward and pivot and take everything I've learned and try and pour into some other way of living? And you did just that. You, you you spin things around and now you're experiencing tremendous success and you got involved in real estate for a little for a while. Correct. Yeah, we still invest in real estate, but yeah, that was just another pivot where we had no plans in investing in real estate, and uh, it actually uh, all came or stemmed from me getting fired from a job, which was another failure in and of itself. <laughs> and it, we wound up opening our own place, our own design place, and then after a couple of years, we had the opportunity. The owner wanted to sell the building. We bought it and kind of backed our way into real estate. And from there, started learning more and more about real estate. And we still invest to this day and, and love it. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, that is inspirational. So let's talk about how those, how do you fail forward? 
Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know that I have all the answers. I'll be completely honest. Um, but for me, failing forward is just really thinking about more of the action and trying versus the results. Because it's easy to get caught up in results and results can weigh you down. If you try something and you mess up, and then at the end of the day, you know, maybe you're keeping score or whatever it is. Uh, and it's not, the score's not on your side, that can be pretty heavy. So for me, what I like to do is if I'm nervous about something or I'm trying something for the first time, I go into it thinking, um, you know what, I'm probably going to mess up. I've got to learn to, I've got to give myself some grace in that. And Mm -hmm. then through the trying, I need to figure out what I need to do better next time. So it's almost going back to the whole Thomason or Thomas Edison mindset of, you know, you try a thousand times and you try a thousand times and you figure out what doesn't work to try and figure out the, the one thing that does work. So again, I think it's just focusing on the trying over the results. Yeah, that is a sound advice because you cannot have success without failure Correct. or without failing because that's how you learn. Just as you said with the the quote, you learn a thousand ways to do it better. You learn a thousand ways to improve upon it. So, I mean, a lot of us are just so fearful of the word failure. Yeah. And it's crippling. It is crippling. Yeah, you're right. For no reason, just like really uh, crippled you from taking the next course of action. So do you see that with the clients that, you know, come to you in terms of how you you help them? Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, I, I do think the fear of failure is a lot, a lot mental, a lot more mental than physical, because there are a lot of times when people I talk through it with people or I'm working with people and they say, you know, well, this is making me nervous. And really it's as simple as saying, Hey, you know what? I'd be nervous in that moment too. Like, mm-hmm. like that's a big situation, but here's what I would do. I would just take a step and see what happens. And then I take another step and see what happens. And along the way you, you do realize that, okay, not every step you take is going to be perfect. And it's the whole adage of, you know, two steps forward, one step back. You're just slowly making progress. And I think a lot of people get in a hurry and they just want success right away or immediately. And I do think that real rooted success comes slow and steady. And there's obviously so many different ways you can you can take that. But that's one big thing is just when we're nervous, we all get nervous no matter what we're doing. Just continue to walk forward, take a step forward and just take what comes because none of us are perfect. Yeah, take action is what I'm hearing. Got to be able to take action and then be the slow and steady. Take, you don't need to know what all the steps are, but if you know the first step, then you once you take that, you'll know second step will be revealed to you. Correct. Uh, it's almost like driving, right? You can only see 20 feet in front of you, but you have to get to that end of that 20 feet to see the next 20 feet. And so you... I love that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and I love it. It makes me think of headlights too at night. It's like headlights don't show you every bit of where you're driving. It shows you where you need to see and you need to drive slow enough where you're not dangerous. So I love that analogy. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, for Do you find it? It's a mindset thing because we almost have to, sometimes it's self-imposed, the fear. Yeah. Like it's limiting beliefs that is uh, that we put upon ourselves or even out the dialogue with, that is going on, the chatter that's going on mentally. 
Yeah, for sure. And it still happens. I'm not perfect and it's still, there's still plenty of times where, you know, I think, uh, what's going to happen, who's going to laugh at me. But at the end of the day, I try and really, uh, laugh at myself or at least prepare to laugh at myself where if I try something new again, I know I'm going to be really bad at it at first. And I take it back to, you know, my podcast when we started, I was really nervous. I was really didn't know what I was doing. I, mm-hmm. I didn't have right mics, all this, I messed up, but I kind of knew it going into it. And I just, just, I gave myself grace through it and I thought, okay, I'm nervous. I don't want to start this. I'm going to start it. We're going to see what happens. So hopefully you just take little things as you go. I don't, I didn't know what everything would look like, right? but again, you just take one step at a time and you do it. Yeah. That bravery. And I think it stems from something, right? Cause you don't just wake up and you're brave and you, you want to take that first step. What are some of the, the work that goes into it? And, I, and that could lead into your morning routine and just like habits, right? Like what are some things you have to do to pre- prepare your mind so that yeah. you can accept failure? Yeah. I, I honestly think that like, I, I love that you mentioned bravery and courage, but I think bravery and courage can sometimes be replaced with consistency. Like mm-hmm. if you're just consistent and you're consistently doing something, sometimes you can become braver or, or more courageous just by being consistent and getting a feel for things. But for me in, in my morning routines, it's funny because my wife and I just took a sabbatical last month. So we, we basically took a month off mm-hmm. and I realized that it erased all of my morning habits. <laughs> so when I wrote the, when I wrote the book, I had basically, I was doing like, um, almost like the miracle morning. I was doing 20 minutes of exercise, 20 minutes of reading, 20 minutes of writing. So on the way back or through the sabbatical, it was kind of all erased. So now what I've started is an hour of exercise, an hour of writing, an hour of reading. So I'm trying to do three hours in the morning and really block off that time. But one thing that's really helped is not, I don't even pick up my phone until 9am. So I've got three hours because I realized how, how distracted I get through emails or social media or whatever. So if I just don't give the energy to my phone in the morning, it's amazing how much I've been able to comprehend and journal and write in three hours where before I feel like I was probably wasting a lot of time in the mornings. You came out, you came back hard. You know, from I, half did. <laughs> I did, but I enjoy mornings so that it helps. You doubled your time from an hour and a half to three hours. And that's, that's awesome. That's amazing. Uh, and I'm with you. Um, we entrepreneurs, we have our own addictive abil- um, tendencies. Yeah. The phones, our emails. We got to make sure there's no clients on the other end. There's no need on the other end. And so, you know, we're, we're trying to go to sleep at night. And we're checking last emails. Anything else came through in the last hour. <laughs> and yep. then same thing in the morning. So I, I agree with you because I don't, I have to not disturb until about 10 a.m. Because that's where I do my most creative um, thinking. And I do not want to be bombarded with meetings or things that are just going to kind of steal that energy, as you say. So tell us how can some people just kind of detach from that um, addiction. Especially entrepreneurs, right? Do we have a lot of them that's listening? Detach from that need to grab the phone first thing in the morning. Yeah. Uh, one thing that helped us was about, and, and honestly, I didn't think I was that bad at it. And I didn't realize how often I just grabbed my phone for random things. One little thing is my wife and I just started, Hey, let's shut off our phone for two hours a day. So you just start small, obviously. But then I think you realize how much, or if you're going somewhere, leave your phone at home. Mm-hmm. Um, just try little things. You don't have to like go cold Turkey and say, I'm going to not look at my phone for 24 straight hours. You don't, have, don't have to do that. Have the shakes. <laughs> yeah. You don't need the, you don't need the shakes, but I did realize 
realized again, like you talked about energy, how much energy I devoted to thinking about what was on my phone, thinking about text messages coming through. And the more I left it, the more energy I had to pour into other things such as writing or reading or even my wife, because I know there were plenty of times where I'd have an opportunity to talk to my wife about a, a thing that I should have communicated with. And I didn't, I would pick up my phone and then it would just be brushed aside and they would build up and then we'd have an argument three weeks later. So yeah, those are things I'm still trying to work on. I'm still not perfect, but I would say start small, just start little steps, turn off your phone for a couple hours and see how it goes. And it'll prove your relationship. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Along the way. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So now you're doing three hours of morning routine. What happens when you don't get the hour in for your workout or to do the, some of the reading? Um, how's your energy level throughout the day? Yeah, I definitely realize. So this morning, I can be completely honest. I skipped my workout this morning. Uh, we played my wife and I played pickleball till like ten thirty p.m. last night. So we got home late. I skipped the workout. I was like, oh, I worked out last night, so I skipped it. But I went straight to reading and writing. My energy level was still fine, but I do notice that when I wake up and I work out first, I do have more energy. There's there's something there when I'm reading and writing. So I think the exercise part i'm not looking to you know put on a ton of weight or be like so strong i just want to have that i don't know healthy ability Mm -hmm. so i have found that when i don't work out i have less energy so i know you hear that all the time and i went through a couple years where i'm like i don't need to work out i'll just eat less and do that but it really does affect your energy so i'd say for me exercise is, is the most important that's why i start with it no excuses just get it done it's interesting, isn't it? How it, yeah. it it drains you out doing the process, but gives you more energy throughout the day, right? Because yeah. how else are you going to have the stamina to go eight, nine, sometimes 12 hours, especially as entrepreneurs? We, we go on hard and late into the night. And sometimes uh, where else are we going to find that stamina to proceed yeah. if it's not working out in the morning? Yeah, and it's like your habit too. It leads to obviously healthier choices when you're eating because you're like, well, I don't want to waste an hour and then eat candy all day long. So I think it definitely, it's a habit that will lead to other good habits. For sure. Yeah. It, it's, it's it's a keystone habit. Like you do. Keystone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I was trying to think of. I couldn't think of it. Yeah. Uh, keystone habit. You do it, you do it and it has domino effect to other areas of your life, to other habits. And even improved relationships. Like even just um, better to your clients, better to your team members. You show up better and you look good at it, right? Yeah, Yeah, it's a good side effect. Yeah, the workout is one of those things that if you don't take care of it, the day will get away from you and you won't have time to squeeze it in. Correct. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like the the hardest thing to squeeze in. So yeah, I totally, totally share that with you. Okay, Justin, so tell us where can we find your book? Where can you find your podcast? How do we connect with you? Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, You can find the book on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, and then it's also on Audible. You can find it there. And then you can also go to my website, www.professional-failure.com. You can find all the links to the podcast and the book and then um, everything else in between. And then I'm on social media on Instagram and Twitter at Justin C. Skinner. Okay. Very nice. Now, before I let you go, I do want to talk about the kiddos. You know, yeah. when they fail, they're like, darn it. 
Dang it, I'm not even going to try again. And we as parents, I'm not one yet. I'm soon, I will be in a a couple of months. But as parents, we got to step up and be like, you know, that's what failure is good. You clap, you clap, right? You applaud failure. Tell us how you celebrate failure with kids and what does it teach them? Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to answer this with a story that actually made me tear up when, when it first happened, but my little nephew has been um, training to to play football for a while. He's been wanting to play quarterback and he's been throwing, he'll play catch with anyone who will play catch with him. So <laughs> anyway, he's been wanting to play quarterback on this team for a while. And my wife and I went to see him play. It was a couple months back and he finally got in to play quarterback. So he gets in and his first series, he goes back and he throws like a really beautiful pass halfway down the field and the receiver just drops it. And then the second down, third down, fourth down, all incomplete passes. So his first, you know, his first series didn't really go well. If you could call it a failure or whatever you want to call it, but he's stuck with it and he he stayed in the game and he wound up throwing three touchdowns maybe had an interception and they wound up winning the game yeah. and then afterwards uh, he came up and his dad was with him and uh, his dad said hey nolan tell justin and kinder what you told me and so nolan looked up to us and he said well i was really nervous to go in the game because i didn't want to mess up but then i remembered your book and i just went for it and it, it was really touching and, and luckily i had sunglasses on because i was i was <laughs> tearing up so but it was really touching because obviously i can't take all the credit because he has great parents and they encourage him in that way too but i think the lesson was for him i think it built confidence knowing that he can go out and he can perform and he can throw an interception and it's okay because he's trying and he's going to learn from that so that's that's the the biggest lesson if we're teaching kids hey try you're not going to be perfect we don't expect you to be perfect it's part of the process of learning so if we can teach kids to just try whether it's in sports or school or whatever it is, try and not worry about getting a hundred percent or being perfect. I think it'll go a long way. Yeah. You'll create better adults. Absolutely. Better better adults will become professional failures. Absolutely. I love it. (laughs) That sounds so wrong, but yeah, yeah, necessary, right? Like it's okay. It's okay. So thank you for sharing that story. Really valuable um, insight. Keep teaching the kids to um, keep keep trying and keep failing because that's how they one get better, but build their confidence as well to do other things because it transcends in other areas and in life. All areas for sure. Yeah. Justin, it's been an honor and pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on today. Looney, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure and I've enjoyed the conversation. All right, morning enthusiasts, that's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the best morning routine ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time.